order leader. What ho, Squiffy? How was it? Top hell. Bally Jerry pranked his kite right in the house of your father. Hairy blighter, dicky birded, feathered back on his sammy, took a waspy, flipped over on his petty harpers and caught his cat in the bertie. <laughs> Uh, faded and quite funny, a squadron leader. It's perfectly ordinary banter, Squiffy. Bally Jerry, pranged his kite, right in the house your father. Hairy blighter, dicky birded, feathered back on his sammy, took a waspy, flipped over on his petty harpers and caught his can in the birdie. Uh, I'm just not understanding banter at all well today. Give us it slower. Banter's not the same if you say it's slur, Squiffy. Uh, hold on, man. Wingo! Yes, bend an air to the squadron leader's banter for sake, would ya? Can do. Jolly good. <laughs> Fire away. Bally Jerry, pranged his kite, right in the house of your father. Hairy blighter, dicky birded, feathered back on his sammy, took a waspy, flipped over on his Betty Harpers, and caught his can. In the Bertie. <laughs> no, I don't understand that banter at all. <laughs> Something up with my banter, chaps. <sighs> Bunch of monkeys on the ceiling, sir. Grab your heaven falls and let's get the bacon delivered. <laughs> Tenpennyone's dropping in the custard. <laughs> um, Charlie Topper's chucking a handful. No, no, sorry. Say it a bit slower, old chap. Slower banter, sir? Rather. Um, <laughs> sausage squad up the blue end. No, still don't get it. Um, cabbage crates coming over the briny? The big point, and we're going to restate it because it's the whole point, is this. Anyone who is angered by the prospect of American citizens expressing their opinions is a Stalinist and should be feared. We no longer need to guess who those people are. They have conveniently self-identified. It's a clarifying moment, but it's also a little scary because at this point there is no going back. Once the kidnapper shows you his face, he can't release you. God knows what happens next. The Biden administration has jumped with all for a pause into this, signaling it's going to use the weight of the federal government to crush Elon Musk because he wants you to speak freely. The day that Musk announced his intention to buy Twitter, the feds opened a probe into Tesla. That would be his electric car company and the source of the wealth that made it possible for him to buy Twitter. And at the same time, the Biden administration's allies in the media are uniting to defame Elon Musk and destroy him as a man because that's what they do. He's a racist. <laughs> They're about to do that to us again. The New York Times editorial board just published a stirring defense of censorship in a newspaper. On Twitter, the Times complained Musk will be free to, quote, body shame people. He can also, quote, poo-poo sound health regulations and shout down critics. And that can't be allowed. Thou shall not body shame Tony Fauci. Tony Fauci is a very tall man. And by the way, the vaccines work flawlessly. Not very subtle. CNBC was even less subtle, by the way, in its character assassinations. That channel granted anonymity to a source identified as, quote, close to some of the Democratic Party's biggest Silicon Valley mega donors. What did this source come over to CNBC to say? Quote, Musk is a great engineer and businessman, but I would not trust him with my daughter. 
Oh, so he's a rapist now. Got it. Okay. No evidence whatsoever, but you should be afraid for your daughters because Elon Musk wants free speech. And NBC Nightly News, in between prostate health segments, strongly agrees with that. Watch them tell you that free speech endangers women way more than abortion clinics, TikTok, and Teen Vogue. Watch. And some critics are concerned that Musk's pursuit of free speech will collide with growing safety problems on Twitter, especially for women and minorities. Do you trust Elon Musk to make Twitter better for women? No, I, I don't trust Elon Musk to make Twitter better for women at all. Oh, it's bad for women! <laughs> It's <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> oh, the rich and titled ladies won't have a voice. Okay. But of course, they, well, everyone will have a voice, and that's what they're mad about. What they don't want is the coming of diversity, the one thing they say they love. There's no diversity at Twitter. As it stands, 99% of recent political donations from Twitter employees have gone to Democrats. 99%, 98.7, to be precise. Now, how much is that? Well, for perspective, Kim Jong-un got a much smaller level of support from workers at the central Pyongyang steel plant recently. So 99% of anything is a bad sign. It's a terrifying level of conformity. It suggests brain death. But brain death is what they're demanding. And that tells you everything. As Elon Musk himself wrote today, quote, the extreme antibody reaction from those who fear free speech says it all. And it certainly does. Your stop for the art of critical thinking in an age of too much, so much information. Radio Zeitgeist. Tom Friedley and James Howard Kunstler of Upstate New York. The Clusterfuck Nation Zeitcast. Only on Radio Zeitgeist. Jim and I both have Patreon pages. Uh, help us get paid for this. Jim's genius and my pretty much cold read this morning on the Clusterfuck Nation Zeitcast. Shocks to the system. Jim begins this morning. Uh, none of these shocks can be postponed anymore. The left's war on America's psyche is over. There is something about being detached from reality that makes it hard to go about your everyday business. In the quaint asylums of yore, it was understood that a few shocks to the system could bring lunatics out of a fugue state of derangement, a cold water plunge, an insulin hotshot to induce convulsions, some electrodes placed artfully on select regions of the brain. It looks like America is about to be treated to some shocks. Will they break the mass formation psychosis that styles itself unironically as progressive politics, Jim asks? The first shock will be the painful recognition that Ukraine is not prevailing against Russia's Operation Z. Despite the combined efforts of the U.S. news media and the intel community to put over that narrative, true, it took Russia more than a few days to overcome Ukraine's NATO fortified defenses, but now most of that has been neutralized and we're into the final weeks heading towards resolution which will be a Ukraine that is unable to make any more trouble in that corner of the world. That's right. Hard as it is to accept, Operation Z came down on Ukraine because it misbehaved badly, egged on by delusional war gamers in Washington, who could only pretend to support Ukraine once the real action started. No amount of chanting, Putin, 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 availed to stop the grinding Russian advance. States Anthony Blinken and Department of Defense's General Austin were in Kiev over the weekend on a face-saving mission. My guess, Jim writes, 
they tried to persuade Mr. Zelensky to throw in the towel. He may be too desperate and crazy to listen, but it's truly game over. The Russians will treat him with kid gloves, perhaps give him leave to settle in Miami and enjoy the American dream with the fortune he has squirreled away. There will be changes in the map. Ukraine will sink back into peaceful obscurity, while the U.S. and Europe have to struggle with the impoverishing blowback from wrecking the global trade settlement system. The next shock will be the utterly predictable crash of global financial markets, which started last Friday and is looking to gain momentum this week. Watch it shove Ukraine clean off the media landing pages in cable news chirons. The Hong Sung and Shanghai exchanges closed today down respectively 3.7 and 5.1%. Pretty awesome, Jim writes. China unravels with its massive lockdowns, factory shutdowns, and shipping breakdowns. All because of more COVID. Really? I doubt it. Europe's markets are red all over this morning, surely fretting over the suicide pact with America to go green by energy starvation. The dirty secret is that nobody will be going green the way fantasists propose. Rather, we'll be going medieval. You can see our nauseating freefall in real time. A friend set forth to shop for a car last week. Her current ride is eight years old and has 110,000 on the odometer. At two dealerships, there was no inventory of new cars in the lots. The low mileage used cars were actually priced higher than the new ones, which were not there. And all prices are generally higher than a sinking middle class can possibly afford. Delivery of a new car cannot be promised before September at the earliest, the sales rep said. I will tell you what this means. It means that the car industry's business model is broken. Similarly, a conversation that I had Saturday with the farm and garden store owner in town, supplies of everything are off. Wholesale cost of everything is out of sight. He usually has a hundred chainsaws in stock this time of year. This April, he's only got ten. Anything electrical, no replacement parts. They're short on fertilizer and vegetable seeds. Meanwhile, food processing plants all around the country are mysteriously blowing up and burning down. No supper for you, America. Mr. Consul continues here. Next shock to the system. Remember COVID-19? Do you have any idea how much homicidal fraud was committed in its name by the pharmaceutical industry and in the public health agencies of the U.S. government? Follow Edward Dowd's Gitter feed, there'll be a link here, to get a general idea. The former BlackRock investment manager has been collecting the actuarial tables from the life insurance industry. From country to country, we are seeing a 40% increase in all causes mortality for people in the prime of life. Wall Street has noticed, Mr. Dowd says. The key to the issue is that fraud obviates the liability shield conferred on Pfizer, Moderna, et al. by the government's Emergency Use Authorization, EUA. Awaiting in parallel to all that is the criminal culpability of many hundreds, perhaps thousands of government officials, hospital executives, and doctors who killed their patients while in thrall to the CDC. Dr. Naomi Wolf has engaged over 2,000 researchers and hundreds of lawyers in gathering the hard evidence of these frauds. All of this will eventually flip the COVIDian catatonics 
out of their trances, in their stupid masks. Sometime in May, Hillary Clinton attorney Michael Sussman will be the second Russiagator to go on trial following FBI lawyer Kevin Kleinsmith last year. It looks like special counsel John Durham does not need to make a plea deal with Mr. Sussman. Durham's office already has enough evidence to move up the feeding chain to the bigger fish. Many still doubt that he will actually try. I do not, Jim writes. Indictments of rogue bureaucrats and political celebrities will conclude the seditious mindfuck that sent the country reeling into mass formation. None of these shocks can be postponed anymore. The left's war on America's psyche is over. America is going to get its mind right even as we suffer hardship from years of epic mismanagement of our affairs. What remains is separating out the dupes from the perps. Tom Friedley, Radio Zeitgeist.